Dandon Brave, you taught us much. One day, baby. Uh, her. Oh, here. Uh, hi, guys. Dave, come on. Danny's here. Mini Dan. This is uh, Big Brand. And we have a special guest, my old cohort and coworker. Mr. Pack Short. That's right. It's Pat. I said Pack Short. Pack yeah. Pack yeah. I'm such a big fan of Manny, Manny Pacquiao. Pacquiao. <laughs> I'm such a big Manny Pacquiao guy. I had my name legally changed. <laughs> I'm not. I renounced my uh, Irish co-citizenship. Yeah. And, uh, I'm flying to the Philippines yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, Dave illegally changes his name every month on uh, Instagram. Illegal. <laughs> illegal. It's change. honestly, it's like one of my favorite things. I love Dave's so good at social media. It makes me mad that I'm not better at it. Step up your game, Pat. Now. Um, I'm trying to. I rebranded. It's wow, hey, it's Pat now. I like that's, that. That's I like that. Across all of my social media. Stick it to, yeah, that's like almost like the opposite of what I do. Yeah, it's like different names <laughs> on each platform, so you're that really hard to find. Constantly. Yeah, right. It's like the king of October right now. <laughs> and it was like, um, what was it? Not that long ago. It was like... Uh, Off-season Saint was Off-season thing, Saint, yeah. like Dave never married Cologne on Twitter. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, his email is uh, Boy Genius High IQ. Yeah, yeah, I remember when it was that too. That was really, I really liked that a lot. Um, personally, I think Dave is overrated on social media. It's it's bullshit. It's bullshit. It bothers me. It sucks. I mean, what are you doing? Nothing. I'm I'm like the the creep weirdo, just like liking and retweeting stuff. I don't have any original thoughts on social media. There you go. Yeah. Um. So we're doing a ranking, my dear. Pat actually thought of this idea. We asked the fans, "What do you want to talk about on our show?" We'll let's we'll put you on the show. And Pat said, "I thought of it. I want to do film soundtracks." Yep, we're gonna rank some some movie soundtracks because this is like one of the only music things I have a very strong opinion about. I would say, and it's one of the only things I pay I I pay almost more attention to it when I'm watching a film. If the soundtrack is really nice, I'll, it'll like draw me in a little better. Yeah. So it's one of those things I get really like jazzed about it when I see a good movie and like the movie's good and the soundtrack is good. That is true. Hell yeah. Yeah, we're gonna go around Robin. And even though it's rankly my dear, uh-huh. we are the cinnamon host bunch today. Oh. Yeah, cinnamon host bunch. I like and that. I'm very yeah. interested to see everybody's interpretation of the word soundtrack because uh, oh, I hate it already. I hate Brandon yeah. already. Yeah. I hate it already. <laughs> <laughs> scores scores are totally fair. Scores are fair because someone put work into that. Yeah. So sure. we're gonna, I guess we're going to find out who thinks the score is a soundtrack and who thinks like <laughs> like, a, like a playlist is a soundtrack. And, who, and who's right. And who's right. <laughs> who's <laughs> who the most that? correct. Yeah. We'll settle that uh, democratically, I guess, <laughs> by voting. Um, so let's go around. Yeah. Pat, you should start it off We'll do our three, or two, and our one. Yep. Go around the room. Pat, what is your third favorite soundtrack from a film? All right. My third favorite soundtrack belongs to a movie that I didn't see it until recently, but I was so immediately affected by it. And I I recognized the music before I even knew what the film was because I was aware of this individual making the music for it. But I'm going to bring in a little, the soundtrack to We Bought a Zoo. (laughs) <laughs> wow from Whoa. yeah the soundtrack to we bought a zoo which was done by yonsi the lead singer from cigaros uh, matt, i didn't know that wow matt damon mm-hmm. right the movie matt damon okay, yep. yeah, yeah matt damon's in the yeah. film yeah. this brings up a point that what? i was gonna say on the show that i this is making me so happy the, the crazy thing about soundtracks and scores and anything okay. is that it the the merit of the movie doesn't matter you know exactly if, if, like you yes, can be like, okay. oh, this terrible movie, but it had an amazing score. Right, or, you right, know what I mean? Right, like, right. it's a very yeah. interesting aspect oh, yeah. of 
movies, you, you know, like a, a really bad action movie could have like a, a really awesome score oh, yeah. or soundtrack. So mm-hmm. he did the whole thing. I didn't. Yeah, know he that. did the entire I thing. The only song there. There are other songs from other artists that are kind of like laid into the soundtrack to just kind of punctuate certain points. But the core soundtrack for We Bought a Zoo is all either done solely by Yonsei, and there's a single Sigur song that's put in that's probably their most well-known song. It's called Hoppy Pola, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. like, yep. it, they used it in the BBC Earth, like Planet Earth uh, trailers and everything. It's, yeah. it's a really well-known Sigur song, but otherwise, all of it was either from original tracks by Yonsei. Like, this song is called Why Not? It was made specifically for the film. And some of the other songs come off of his solo record, which was Go Do. Right. And he also has an additional record out with his partner and Sigurosa's longtime producer, Alex Summers, uh-huh. under the name Yonsi and Alex. But none of those songs are actually featured on here because they're much more, I want to say, ambient than this. This is both ambient, but it does feature Yonsi's vocalizations. And it does feature him singing in English on a couple of the songs. Hey, like look at that. Boy Likolai has uh, a few English lyrics in it and... Like, notably, Sigaros doesn't sing in English. Sometimes they don't even sing in Icelandic. Right, so. it's like gibberish Icelandic. Yep. Um, I love they... that this episode's going the way that I want it to go already. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can tell you right now, it's already a much smarter pick than, like, <laughs> than any of the picks yeah. I have. A much more intelligent yes. <laughs> approach to this. And <laughs> even though I didn't love the film, I found some of the music cues were like gut punches to me. Because, okay. I mean, the, the whole the whole core of the film is, you know, Matt Damon, his wife passes away and he and his two young children, he buys this zoo right. by happenstance oh. and they find these people who are like really dedicated to keeping it alive. Like that's what they want. They want this zoo to keep going. They uh-huh. love it. They live there. They work there. Scarlett Johansson plays the like love interest character later in the film but there are some sequences where he's like showing his children this place where he and his wife met and they grew up and they fell in love and there are these certain cues that come in from Yonsei's music that are just like it's devastating the way they use some of his production and his just like you may not love Sigaros you may have your own feelings about their music but it's his vocalizations add a texture to the film that I didn't expect it to Right. And it made it like really a wonderful film for me. Even though I don't love the film itself, just the overall tone is right. so well like underscored by his production and his music. That's awesome. That, that's... Make, that makes for an excellent soundtrack, man. I mean, nailed oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, s- some of the lyrics, does he say like, moo? Like, I know he said he said English <laughs> lyrics, like, moo, bow, wow. Honestly, I almost wish that was the case, but it's a lot of, it's a lot of like what you're hearing here. It's just these sort of, you know, like vocalizations okay, yeah. of, you know, like, it's not really a word. But, <laughs> but other songs do feature him singing in English, and, you know, it's admittedly hard to understand through his accent, right. in a sense, but you can tell he's singing, like, real English real words. Real English words. As opposed to what they call Hopelandic in some of the Sigaros records, where it's it's not even Icelandic. It's it sounds made, like it. It's made up Icelandic. Yeah, it's just gibberish. Okay. It's just intended to fit the uh, the songs a little better. Yeah. Gotcha. Sometimes they'll throw in a word here and there in English, like uh, like K-pop, like uh-huh. mm-hmm. famously on. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it's it's you... a very it's a very K-poppy kind of thing. <laughs> directly inspired by so K-pop. Directly inspired by K-pop. Nothing, nothing says uh, directly inspired by K-pop then like the, the, the best-selling Icelandic alternative <laughs> artist <laughs> that isn't named Bjork. Right. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, That's awesome. Uh, Yonsi's We Bought a Zoo soundtrack is my number three, and I will fight to the death for this film. Cool. And its music. <laughs> I like that. Love it. Brandon, you're close. Go, go for... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. All right. Give me that cable. You're physically close. 
right. <laughs> well, you know what? Also, probably I space. think you're gonna do the same. No. Yeah, <laughs> same uh, I have the same pick. Uh, <laughs> I can't uh, express also, enough. Also, uh, Yonsi's uh, We Bought a Zoo, the motion picture soundtrack. I can't express enough how much less heavy my my like my, my, my picks. I can't ex- like so much lighter. <laughs> We're going yes. very topical. When it's not on me, it's going to be a little more topical, a little lighter. I'm here to bring the mood down. <laughs> this is good. Well, uh, maybe not because um, uh, uh, we can do this at Brandon. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, Pat, oh. Pat, you did a Pat, you did a really great job. Really, uh, Brand. Oh. <laughs> man, same exact Just man. Okay, so um, Ennio Morricone is one of uh, the greatest film mm. composers ever. Big time. Uh, Yorma Tacconi. <laughs> Molly Island. Uh, Yorma Tacconi. Uh, you know, I could have gone with Good, Bad, The Ugly. You know, yeah, right. any of his uh, spaghetti westerns, but I'm going uh, with a movie. God, it's got barn, the mic slammed into my face by, by barn. barn Planet. By Barn Planet, the villain of the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to actually bring us physical harm. Bring yeah. us harm. Yeah. yeah so this is from uh, the Italian film. Uh, Cinema Paradiso. Mm. This uh, yes. great oh, film. Yes. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> I love the Cinema Paradiso. No, no. I actually have never seen it, but I really, really? want to. Yeah, oh, I really dude, want to. It's really great. Yeah. And this is one of my Ooh. favorite uh, the, like theme songs. Okay. This is the song, the piece, Cinema Paradiso. What, what year? What year are we talking about? 1988. 80, okay. I think um, that's, yeah. In, uh, when I was at school... Uh, I, I took a film course as an elective, and we watched some really great ones: Mulholland Drive, Apocalypse Now, Red, White, Blue. This mm. was one, and then this was when I was heavy into, you know, wanting yeah. to get into film scoring. And this score, I mean, he's done so much stuff. Uh, I really liked his Hateful Eight score. That was a, like mm. the highlight of that movie. Uh, Very cool. nice. Okay. Um, great melody. Ah, yes. So here we go. This is my favorite turn right here. <sighs> So do you know what the movie's about, Dave? It's about a son. Uh, it's about a little boy. Uh, and he's uh, really interested in a film. And then he goes to this uh, uh, projectorist. And, uh, uh, yeah. and he says, teach me about the film. Right? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty good, actually. Yeah. It's, it's, it's basically what you go do at work every day. You yeah. sit in a projector room with an old Italian man yeah. and you like learn about the history of film, right? And we eat uh, Italian sausages. All right. No, this is beautiful, actually. It's it's a beautiful score. I, have no, I do. This is lovely. I gotta, I gotta, uh, no joke, I, I, I love this. It's a wonderful film, too. Yeah. It I really do, is. Yeah. you have another piece you want to play from this? Real quick? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, another piece. This was... This is a love theme for Nata. Who's Nata? Oh, is, is a little boy having romantic interest with the uh, a little girl? I don't remember. He okay. will. He will later <laughs> on in the film when okay. he's not a little boy. Oh, oh, so it's not just a little boy. Film. It's not. It's not just a little boy. He grows <laughs> throughout the picture. He, oh, really? he end, he, the, the film ends with him as like an older gentleman, not like an old uh, man, but he becomes an adult in the film. Okay. And it's actually like really, it's a stellar film. I love it. And it takes place in like the. Th- no, it's not 30s? Interstellar. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, also it, a great soundtrack. Uh, it does have I a do good like soundtrack. That. I yes. do like that. Soundtrack. Interstellar yeah, was a good movie. Too much organ. Yeah. Too much organ. <laughs> hmm. It's cool. Not a soundtrack. It That's, works. It no. works for the movie. It's really cool. That's fair. 
That's a fair criticism. <laughs> too much work. You suck. <laughs> I think it has too much torque. Too much torque. <laughs> this is a cinema on fire. I think a, the theater burns down or mm-hmm. something, right? Yes. I thought they uh, played that David Bowie song. With gasoline! <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that was uh, my number three pick. Cool. Mm. That, like was, that. that was beautiful. That's, that was yeah. <laughs> that is an excellent it's, film. It's yeah. a gorgeous score. Love two it. gorgeous picks. No, I know I'm going to give you a lot of shit. To, I mean, to its credit, though, that is a better film beautiful. than We Lost, like we Bought a Zoo, actually. Because We Bought no, a Zoo is a decent listen, film, but that's a good Cinema Paradiso is a much better film, but it also has a fantastic yes. listen, score. Listen, you, you proved my point better than I was going to say. I told Dan about this yesterday because I'm in all these stupid like film score forums online and stuff. <laughs> oh and it's God. like, it's like let check out the that you know the Tarzan movie that came out this year. And they're like, oh, yeah. but it has a really like really great score. Like so, they, these you know, it's a it's a cool medium where it doesn't mm-hmm. matter about doesn't the quality. Matter. The movie, right, right. The score totally. could still be really. Yeah, good. a film could be actively like a terrible film, but it could have wonderful music. Yeah, and then there's a lot of examples where there's both both terrible movie and terrible. Oh, score, absolutely. Which, yeah. which, which we'll talk about. Okay, we will. We will. Yeah. Maybe eighty percent of all movies and soundtracks. So agreed. Yeah. So I went for a little bit of a di- different direction. So it's a movie called, I don't know if you've heard of this or not. It's called Tootsie. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Hell yeah, man. Uh, the soundtrack is by a guy named Dave Grusin, who's a really awesome yeah. jazz, like fusion dude. Who's done a lot of soundtracks. I think he also did the, uh, the Warren Beatty film, uh, uh heaven not, can wait. Okay. And a couple other things, but, uh, this is very eighties. It's 82. Um, oh, I didn't realize it was that late. 82? I thought that film was I, much earlier. I, I, thought, I, thought, it was it was like I thought it was 70s. Oh, yeah. really? No. It's yeah. a kind of a quintessential 80s film. There's actually a song written by Dave Grusin that's sung by... Yes. Uh, shit, what is his name? Stephen huh? Bishop. Stephen Bishop, yes. Ooh. And it's called It Might Be You. This is kind of the overlaying love theme with D- Dustin Hoffman and Je- Jessica Lang. Yeah, Jessica Lang. Yes, yeah, Jessica Lang. Um, this is Christopher Cross... It's completely Christopher Cross. Awesome, awesome. Well, it's not Christopher. He's not saying it is Christopher Cross. It's not Cross. literally Christopher Cross, but it's completely Christopher yeah, Cross. That's, oh, that's fine. In an really. almost literal sense. So I think this is the um, instrumental version. Sorry, it's not. That's okay. It's <laughs> still a good song. Proves me wrong like a second after I said that. Uh, so okay, this plays I, a lot. This is my favorite part of the soundtrack. I... Is uh, this theme called An Actor's Life. So good. So sprinkly. It's like uh, Toad's Turnpike. Uh, Toad's Turnpike. Oh my god. Yeah. This is such a good mood piece. It feels like New York City. But we're we're determined uh, to get shit done as an actor. It's called an actor's mm -hmm. life. Sounds like the Baywatch theme. Yeah, it does a little bit. (laughs) Not instrumentation wise. I can see this going with like a shot of someone on the subway. They're like reading the Wall Street Journal. They're really, they're really getting ready to go do some business. Uh, yeah, We're gonna turn the city around, so, folks. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen Tootsie? Yeah, you yeah. Seen Tootsie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great I, movie. Ha- I have not actually. Oh, okay, it's really so good, good. movie. This is a solid choice because yeah, it is actually a very solid film. <laughs> it really does sound like Mario Kart. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the easier, one of the easier roadmaps. So there's some blues. We got a lot of good stuff. That's some. Another- it's like a very <laughs> sultry kind of saxophone sound. That's like a nightlife tune. Yeah, there's some night, some nightlife tunes. Uh, there's some like other versions of "It Might Be You," but like instrumental. It might be you. So you can sing over it. 
while the movie's playing in public. <laughs> yes. Oh at the many public yeah, screenings the, the, of Tootsie, the, they do. <laughs> the lyrics come up like a sing-along, actually. <laughs> now you guys. Uh, also, I gotta play this part. A little bit of reggae, a little ah. bit of... Authentic freehold yeah. at New Jersey. <laughs> Great story song. It's called Tootsie. So this is when uh, I think uh, Dustin Hoffman actually is puts on the Tootsie outfit. Oh, no, no. This is when Tootsie really hits and is like on a bunch of uh, uh, magazine covers and stuff. Like, she's a huge sensation. Um... And then we have this too. It's a great New York City. Like, I think this is when something kind of like fucked up happens, and she's like racing, like, oh yeah, no, yeah. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like something that would be in like a video game level of a New York City, and you gotta like get away from someone. <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, so good. So, very, very funky. That's like got like a really good baseline. Yeah. Like weather report. It's like jazz fusion. Mm -hmm. It's New York. It's acting. It's uh, cross dressing. It's great. Yeah, it's actually a great movie. Really great movie. Great, yeah. like, uh, great romantic comedy, actually. I'd say mm -hmm. it's top five. Absolutely. And rom-coms generally don't lend themselves to being great films. No. But Tootsie 100% is a great film. Film and a great romantic yep. comedy. I believe it's an AFI, like, top 100 list film yeah. as well. Yeah, it's 100 laughs for sure. It's in the 100 laughs. Absolutely 100 laughs. laughs, but I think it may even just be on their 100 greatest <laughs> American up. films list. Yeah, I believe oh, I so. I hope so. I think it is. Oh, yeah. I hope I think, so. I believe that's correct. <laughs> Dan? I've never seen it. You gotta see. You, I, would, I, you would really appreciate. it. I know it. I would. Yeah, I love. Uh, yeah. We should do a special Power Hour episode where we watch the whole movie and every minute you eat a tootsie, a tootsie roll. roll. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so good. Nightmare. <laughs> like two hours long. Yeah. Oh my god, two hundred tootsie rolls. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, I have a. Since I heard about this idea, I've had pretty much a locked-in top two. I, I had a hard time picking uh, the third, my third favorite. Don't have a lot of experience listening to just soundtracks. Uh -huh. Like, like I, you know, there's some movies where like, the, like the music in the movies I, I like remember and I'm familiar with. But going out of my way to just listen to the soundtrack, I don't know if I've ever really done that before, except for gearing up for this show. So this was sort of like brand new for me. Ooh. But obviously, plenty of movies with iconic music associated with it. Um, for my third pick, I also went 80s. It's, uh, so my man! To my man! <laughs> I went 80s too? Uh, uh, not, I, not really. really. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went with um, the album Thriller, soundtrack to the music video. No, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, uh, a great way to pigeonhole Michael back in. Yeah, sabotage the show. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't do that. But I did go with a soundtrack where we've talked about songs on this soundtrack before, but huge eighties fan. And this soundtrack is probably the perfect representation of the 1980s as a okay. whole. So I, I, I had to include it. Oh, okay. Oh, it's yeah. Top Gun, baby. That's, Top Gun rules. Top Gun. Yeah. That's and a good pick. Here, so I had never listened to the entire soundtrack before gearing up to this. It's perfect. It's perfect. Oh, Every a lot of tracks. single song is awesome. Awesome. Eighties music. Like, and it's like, <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> 
it reminds me of just like it's the music that a bully in the 1980s would definitely be into. <laughs> like while he's kicking some nerd's ass, that's what this soundtrack is, he's, and I love every second of it. He's driving to kick someone's ass. Yeah, <laughs> he's getting in, in between ass for it. <laughs> that's what this whole soundtrack is, but it's. Or Every guess, single song is so enjoyable. I really loved listening to this. I guess it's really flying to kick somebody's ass. Yeah. He's in his, his, uh, yeah. He's in his Navy fighter yeah. jet on his way to go kick the <laughs> shit out of some kid. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so 1986, yeah. um, it reached number one on the charts for five non-consecutive weeks in the summer and autumn of 86. So it's a big album in itself. Right. Um, best-selling soundtrack of 86 and one of the best-selling of all time. Um the another song on this, which I, I know there's like three at least like huge hits. Yeah, let me let me just skip around. Even I mean, if Highway some... to the Danger Zone is your only takeaway, it's still a stellar, yes, stellar track. Oh yeah, by Kenny Loggins. This is called Mighty Wings by Cheap Trick. <laughs> this is insane. Wait, <laughs> it's just it's so great. Just bullies everywhere. <laughs> just bully music. Oh, another Kenny Loggins song. Hold on. Like playing with playing the, with the boys. Yes, this is mm. during the volleyball scene. Yes, I believe you're right. Yeah. yeah, this is the volleyball song. So good. Shirts off. Fam yeah, I think yeah. so. This is a famously homoerotic yeah. montage. <laughs> the best. The best part in of an movie. action film. Sweat glistening Val on backs. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer and yeah. Tom Cruise and the boys. Yeah. Does Tom Cruise get hotter than he is in this movie? No. I don't know. I think he might peak at so his hot. attractiveness in this <laughs> so hot. Between, between this and, like, Cocktail, he's yeah. really, oh like, unstoppable. God. Hottest era. It's, like, only two years apart. Yeah. yeah. They have a really short distance between Ooh. the two, but he is really hot in He's Tom pretty God. hot. In Interview the Vampire, he's pretty hot. Oh, that's true. Well, because he, he also can't die in it's that, like God and hot. that's hot on its own. God yeah, he's hot. got hot. Um, he listens to Morrissey in that. This is called Lead Me On by Tina Marie. I'm looking at the soundtrack. I'm like kind of looking along as you go. So were all of these like written for the film? I know the Kenny Loggins ones were. Sure. Um, I don't think all of them were, no. Okay. I don't, I'm pretty sure, no. Um, obviously, I mean, gotta play this, the love the theme. Best. So this is, this, I have another note here. So this song went on to win the Academy Award for Best Original Song. Okay. Um, oh. And then, uh, and the Golden Globe Award for Best Original Song as well. So wow. um, Toto originally intended to perform Danger Zone. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of Kenny, it was oh supposed to be Toto. God. Um, wow. Legal conflicts between the film's producers and band's lawyers prevented this. Members of Toto also wrote and intended to perform a track called "Only You" that would have been used as the love theme instead of "Take My Breath Away." But the legal conflicts prevented any use of "Only You," so Toto got screwed out of the soundtrack. Wow, um, that's incredible. Okay. They couldn't have done it as good as this. So. No, no, no way. I don't think so. They also would have fallen flat on Highway to the Danger Zone. Yeah. Big yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, it's that's a Kenny song. It's <laughs> a Kenny song. Um, yeah. Brian, Still interested to hear it. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Listen, Without question. I want to hear the demo. Um, Brian Adams was <laughs> I can't wait to hear the Weezer cover. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yikes. Um, Brian Adams was approached to allow his song Only the Strong Survive on the soundtrack and perform the track Ooh. Danger Zone. So he was also approached to perform wow. Danger Zone. That could have been Brian interesting. Adams. More so than Toto. He, okay. Adams refused any involvement, feeling that the film glorified war and he did not want any of his work linked Hell to it. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, man. My man, Brian Adams. Wait a minute. That's so what I'm saying. I never Canadian knew. pacifist. Did you? I'm sorry. So I never knew that Kenny Loggins didn't write Danger Zone. Oh. Honey, no. Oh, Come yeah, I guess on. Not. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think? What? Come on. Okay. Well, um, 
Brandon. It's Giorgio Moroder. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Giorgio. He also co-wrote this song. Yeah. Well, that I that I knew. This sounds like him. Um, Ario Speedwagon also approached to perform Danger Zone. Really? Yeah. Okay. This is so good. We were talking about cover bands. Yeah. I hope that there's a bunch of white executives that do a, a cover band and it's CEO Speedwagon. Oh, that's good. That's brilliant. I would like to hear an album just of all the people that didn't actually play Danger Zone. But, but like we're tapped to play yeah. Danger Zone. Yeah. So record the version of Danger Zone and there's a full album of Danger Zones. By like 16 different yeah. 80s artists. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'd be so there's good. There's like a Brian Eno version of it out there with no singing. Oh my God. Um, Corey Hart also approached to perform Danger That's Zone. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Hell yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a good album. Um, That's a stellar album right there. He he didn't want to do it, but he did end up doing a song for the Beverly Hills uh, Cop 2. Instead? Soundtrack. Mm. Yeah, a couple years later. Uh-huh. Um, Judas Priest not approached about Danger Zone, but they were approached to allow their song Reckless on the soundtrack. They declined because they thought the film would flop, and they thought it would, ha- it would have meant leaving the song off their 1986 album. Turbo. So this just some fun facts. Super yeah. involved soundtrack. Yeah, it, it, a there's a lot of there's a lot of like yeah moving parts behind the scenes to allow like certain songs to happen. Wow. Uh, we got a Miami Sound Machine song. Right. Ooh. I knew that. Hot Summer Nights. I have this on cassette tape. I think it's also so they're doing Top Gun Maverick. You know now. Yeah, like the the future. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna put this stuff in it. They're they're gonna have to. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, oh. if, if Highway to the Danger Zone isn't in it, they basically like didn't make the right movie. Yeah. That's like the most they're, important. Yeah. Song yeah. They're not from aware of what they're doing if that right. if that's not. <laughs> they involved. haven't seen Top Gun. Then. Yeah. Uh, who this do is... you think will do the remake of Danger Zone? Oh man. Come on. Who do future. It now? Bruce. Future. <laughs> no. no. Uh, currently. I think it could be. I think it could honestly be future. Oh, I thought you meant in the future. Oh no, no, literally no. the rapper, the artist, future, future, yeah. future oh Hendrix. God. I think they'll use. Oh, wait, do you think they're gonna redo it? <laughs> like Migos? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it'll be Migos. Kenny and Thundercat. Oh, oh wow, cool. Mm, That's too cool. That's too cool. Too cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, that might actually be too cool. We, yeah. <laughs> okay, this, this is Heaven in Your like Eyes Dave by Girl. Lover. This is song by Loverboy. Okay, that's this is definitely a down point of the album. What's the other big song? Isn't it You've Got the Loving Feeling? Yeah, that's. I haven't even gotten to that mm. stuff yet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But, yeah, there's this, the, the older songs. We'll move too. it along here. But <laughs> that's a deep soundtrack. Not included on the original soundtrack. It's when they did like the special editions when they added mm. the old songs, the non 1980 okay. songs. Yeah. Uh, um, this is called Destination Unknown by Marietta. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, so we're playing the whole soundtrack. Yeah, you don't now. have to play the whole soundtrack. <laughs> of course, the theme. So good. Uh, sitting on the dock of the bay. Mm. Right. Classic. Yep. No. Remember uh, they right. performed this? In the- <laughs> this is a big scene. Yeah. So it's a big musical movie, actually. It has a ton of music. Tons of music. And then classic. They, they sing out to the girls in All the bar. Arts. In the bar. Yep. Yeah. All right. Does the movie take place in the '60s? Why do they sing that song? <laughs> Baby, baby. I wonder if that's one of those films that has like the ambiguous movie universe where they don't oh, yeah. outright state when the film is taking place, but it's just sort of implied that it's taking place at the it's same time. It's actually in the what? 20s with like fighter pi- fighter jets. It's <laughs> <laughs> at the end. It's uh, yeah. I apologize. It went a little long. There's a lot to unload. Uh, no, that's now, you just that's unlocked it. Now I'm going to play a bunch from my next one. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> to set the trend. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of uh, films that take place in an ambiguous movie universe, my next pick... <laughs> 
takes place in an ambiguous movie universe, mostly because I can't really tell when they're supposed to be doing the film because there's nothing terribly modern in it. Uh-huh. Everyone dresses like it's, you know, the 1980s, but at the same time, someone has an e-reader during the film. They're, like, reading a book on an e-reader. I think I know what you're going for. Do you? Oh, I know. Oh, I think I know what it is, too. So, this this movie destroyed me the first time I saw it. Does does it have three letters in the title? It does not. Oh! oh, were you thinking? I was thinking her. her. No, yeah. not her. That's okay. a great movie, oh, but her we're is not, awesome. We're not doing her. We're oh, going okay. to do okay. the wow. 2015 indie horror film It Follows. Whoa! Oh. We were just talking about this last night. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. 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 So the soundtrack is by an artist by the name of Disaster Piece. Disaster Piece, prior to making this picture, did the video game soundtrack to Fez. Which was a really fun Whoa. platformer. It's it's called like that genre of music was called chip tune. Chip tune yeah. yeah, it's a chip tune soundtrack, okay. and it's really excellent. Like Fez has fantastic music. Never heard of the game, but I know the hat. Yes, it's about really someone hat. wearing one of those hats. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. wears a Fez. Um, and then following it follows. Interestingly enough, this is cool. Uh, Disaster Piece made the soundtrack to Hyperlight Drifter, which was also a really wonderful like chip tune-y soundtrack uh-huh. for an indie platformer type game. This is the theme to the main characters. The, the main character is like, I, I don't know if you guys have seen It Follows. No. Have Do you? I, 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 no, sorry, I, I know you uh, have, but these guys. <laughs> I kind of it, what, the movie you're talking it about? Follows, yes, yeah. It's it an amazing movie. Yeah, yeah I've seen it. Stellar. Yeah. So the main character more or less is Jay, and this is her theme song. Uh-huh. And just everything about this film is just dripping in this like heavy 80s sort of melancholic vibe. And to me, the film hit the hardest on this idea of like lost innocence so the the general theme being when these kids that jay hooks up with this guy huh. and then after they hook up he knocks her unconscious and then tells her that something's going to start following her and it's going to try to kill her if it gets to her if it, if it gets to her it's going to kill her right and then it's going to go to the next person in line which would be this main character this former you know love interest character so the entire film is spent attempting to duck this following entity through just all of these different plots. And the way it presents itself to her throughout the film becomes increasingly distressing in, in its like depictions of like, it always looks different when she sees it. Really? So at, at one point in the film, not to really spoil anything, but in a very climactic showdown with it, it presents itself as her deceased father. So it's like a really sort of horrendous image, but it's extremely oh. like, it's almost melodramatic because it it doesn't say anything. It doesn't make horrible faces. It just walks. I think that was the clip we saw last night. Yeah. Is, does her dad look like Tony Hawk, but taller? No, that would be sick. There There is a clip with an enormously tall man in it. That's what it. I was saying. The tall man is a completely just unrelated okay. character. It's just Tallman. There, there's a really, the, the scene with the character who resembles man. her father takes place in uh, the Detroit public pool. Okay. Like there's a, like a city Ooh. pool and it's just that's towards the end of the movie. Yep, very yeah, close yeah. to the end of the film. It's yeah. immensely distressing. Dave, you need to see this movie. I need to see it's it. Really yeah. It's just, really good. It's just all of these yeah. rich, like these heavy tones. Yeah, this is great. This is right up my alley. I'm very scared. I'm very scared. The next one I'm going to play is my favorite song from the soundtrack. It's called Detroit. And it's just, they, they do a great soft tracking scene of them driving to go find out where this, this kid who gives her the sort of like they sort of implied that it's like a disease almost that this thing is going to right. start following her they're going to where he tells them he lives 
I like it. It's it's little X Files. Oh, it's a little Giorgio actually. Oh yeah. It's definitely you know call, calling the '80s synth greats, yeah. heavyweights, Giorgio, Jan Hammer, <laughs> others like that, <laughs> <laughs> and others, and others, <laughs> others like that. Very cool. Love Amazing. It. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, an all, that's an all-timer for me i absolutely will take that film to my grave i loved the film and the soundtrack just enhances every last little thing about there it. there you go and it will take you to a grave when it kills you all right well i gotta get this out of the way this is there will be blood okay um, yeah i, I knew, gotta get, knew this go. was coming yeah such a fucking good movie uh <sighs> Yeah, I. Love it. You guys knew this was happening. It's inevitable. Um, it is really good. It's really. It's cool. great. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. But I still. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Wait. What do I'm you want? Still to say annoyed for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I knew it was gonna happen. Yeah. I know, but I, I couldn't lie to myself That's and fair. not play it. Here's the thing. I listened to this album probably more than any album throughout my time in college. There Whoa. you go. Cool. I. This is when I was. Whoa! Hello, my microphone is running away. Um, I walked around Boston every single day. Um, you know, if I had three hours in between classes, I would just walk. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, it was this. Um, I, the movie. I again, I love the, movie love the movie very much. I love. I also love Johnny Greenwood's um, Phantom Thread score. Uh -huh. it, it, um, that is also amazing fantastic. score. Yeah. Um, so I just want to play a couple little highlights here. So this, famously, uh, at Dan's bachelor party, um, <laughs> at Dan's bachelor party, we did time trials to uh, for, see... For Beer Olympics. For the Beer Olympics. Mm, beer so Olympics. this is how the, the teams were picked based on people's times. Yeah. Uh -huh. So we go into the, we go into the garage yeah. one by one, and Dan is sitting there timing us. Yeah. And I gave each person a choice of what song they wanted to play while they were doing like this beer drinking time trials. And, and the time trials consisted of chugging a full beer, then bouncing, um, th then doing flip cup, then bouncing the ping pong ball into a cup, and then shooting a ball into right. cups at the other side of the table. Yeah. And I timed each person individually doing that entire thing. <laughs> I let each person decide what song they wanted to play during this, and this is what Brandon picked. I love it. <laughs> he picked That's this great. song. <laughs> it got me pumped up. Yeah. <laughs> I performed fairly well for what right. I thought I was going to do. You telling that story with this music on sounded like something horribly wrong was going to happen at the end of the story. <laughs> like, and then, I'm sorry to say. Yeah, we burned the house down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, no, it's amazing. It's glorious. I, I think agree this with is. You. I think this is my favorite piece of the movie. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, the way it lingers, and then resolves. Oh, it's just. It's pure nerd stuff. Kills me. <laughs> I love it too, though. It I, I really me. do like it. Yeah. Um, Pure nerd. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Top Gun it's, would beat up, beat the shit out of the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Top Gun the soundtrack. Exactly. Would, yeah. this, this is just the soundtrack. sound of the soundtrack in a locker with like toilet paper all over it. But this kid is like secretly like working on his like big revenge plot to, right. ruin, oh, yeah. to ruin the bully's Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> there will be blood for its Top Gun. That's so funny. Yeah, there just... will be blood murders and buries Top yeah, Gun yeah, behind yeah, the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It won't end well for Top Gun. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's just so much good stuff in this. An absurdly good score. It really is. Uh, Johnny, famously not eligible for best original score for this movie because some of the pieces were incorporated in another film previously. Ooh. Like, I think they were not the same version. It's just hmm. he embellished his own work for this movie, some of it. And so it was not eligible based on the parameters of, uh, of that. So My final score selection had the same problem. Interesting. Very cool. Yes. So this is like kind of a callback to another, you know, it's kind of like a, an ongoing uh, memory of mine that's become lore in this podcast. And it's my weird, pivotal, developmental uh, connection with this movie. Because I, I said this, the first time I ever saw this movie was late at night, HBO, sound completely off. And a very important thing happened in my life. I won't oh say it again. God. But yes. what I remember, it's eyes wide shut. Mm. I won't repeat the story. But <laughs> but is during that time period, I remember the trailer for Eyes Wide Shut mm-hmm. and the music. There's one song that stood out to me, which is the Chris Isaac. That's what plays in the trailer. So, of course, it stood out to me. The um, baby, is it a bad, bad thing? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? so that always stayed with me once i finally saw the movie i love the movie it's kubrick um and kubrick famously does not uh employ a person like a to make a score for his films he uses like takes uh songs from throughout history and compiles a really uh interesting we talked soundtrack. About, we talked about Full Metal Jacket before. Right. Yeah. yeah, how that one song makes no sense in Full Metal Jacket. This is yeah. like, so he usually goes classical, like mm-hmm. makes a lot right. of... Right, yeah, this, like 2001 and, A Space Odyssey. Exactly. With his ballet scores. Perfect example. Sometimes he does have like, so Wendy Carlos did do like old classical pieces, but like for The Shining, it made mm-hmm. really creepy like synthesizer versions of those classical pieces. And Eyes Wide Shut, it's a compilation, it's a playlist, but some great music. And no, every one of these... There's original music in the soundtrack by... Um, Who? Oh, by Jocelyn Pook. Yes. Okay, there is some too. But the songs that kind of stand out to me are not are, really those songs. Right, right, right. Um, so, for example, this track right here, Waltz 2 from Jazz Suite. This is when they're getting ready for the party. They're putting on their tuxedo and their dress. Yeah. <laughs> Sets this t- scene. And actually, in this scene, Tom Cruise turns the song off on the CD player. So it's actually a diegetic Di- sound. Yeah. Diegeti- oh, okay. It's a diegetic? Diagnostic. Di- um, diuretic. You started using the word. Diuretic, diuretic sound. sound. Diuretic. I, I was always taught that that is incidental music, but I think, I think, it's, it's, a, I think it's the same thing. I'm not yeah. sure. I'll look it up while we're talking. So Or non-diegetic. The second appearance of Tom Cruise in, the, in, the, in yeah. this list. Wow. Tom and Cruise is going strong. Much right different now. movie. Much different movie. Very different movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, this is a song that I will listen to over and over again because I like the feel of it. It feels like I'm about to go to some fancy ball 
and eventually uh, an orgy later in, in the movie. Yeah. It's a particularly <laughs> yeah. nice interpretation of that yeah. particular suite as well. Yeah. So this, there's some creep, this is the creepy music that plays like as, as he's like uh, going around the city looking for hookers, looking for sex, looking for something, just searching a menacing tune. And he feels like somebody's watching him. Right. Kind of like, kind of like it follows. He feels oh, like yeah. someone's following him. Absolutely. And I'm not talking about Instagram. Hey. <laughs> uh, so and then, of Someone course, get Tom Cruise a DM. <laughs> I to my DM. Uh, you look like Tom Cruise. DM me. <laughs> that sounds like a Scientology term. Like, oh, slid into my DMs. Like, while, <laughs> while auditing. <laughs> oh my God. Baby, we're going clear. <laughs> Oh, that SP slipped into my DMs. <laughs> I've got something clear for you. <laughs> okay. Sodium pen. Very evil. Very evil. Very, Very evil. Yeah, menacing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Dan and Grave. Yeah. So this one, of course. Which scene does the song come on? This is when um, I think she's getting ready, and this is like when you see her her buddy, her booty, her buddy, her friend. I think this is a montage. <laughs> <laughs> it's her buddy, her butt. Nicole Several Kibben's. of her good friends appear. It's in like this Nicole film. Kibben's changing. I think it's just yeah. like kind of a montage. Yes. Yeah. So great, that's an Elvis uh, knockoff. Right. This is, I think, um, Jerry Lewis. at the Christmas party. Jerry Lee or? Lewis, excuse me. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good one. One of Jerry Lewis's rare piano recordings <laughs> right, right. from earlier in his career. <laughs> Yeah, right here. This is the really fucked up one. I think this is orgy. Yeah, this is orgy. <laughs> and some co- cool, creepy music by Jocelyn Pook. Which you said was one of the I only think, original yeah, only pieces original, for it. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Closes out the soundtrack with that. But yeah, some good stuff, some really creepy stuff. I like creepy things. And I like that movie for obvious reasons. <laughs> awesome. I never really considered the soundtrack. It's cool. Movie. Yeah, it is cool. It makes me... So the sound... There's actually for Kubrick in general, I, I'm not really a soundtrack guy myself, but all, all the soundtracks really stay with me. And I'll listen to them outside of the movies, outside of the movies, this movie that is called life. <laughs> yeah, man. You, cool. Life with Eddie Murphy. Every life needs a soundtrack. <laughs> so this is Danny's number two pick, second best uh, soundtrack. Um, we've, I don't know if we I don't know if it's been on the pod cast but we've <laughs> but we Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we <laughs> We've definitely talked about this soundtrack before and uh, when I saw this movie for the first time the soundtrack stood out immediately. I was uh, like, "Whoa, I don't even know if this like fits with this movie, but it's interesting and it the music's really good." Uh-huh. Um 
I'm going to talk about in, the, in a second my favorite song moment in the movie. The song's not actually on the soundtrack, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. But <laughs> oh wow, okay. mm. this is Jungle Fever. Yeah, man. Jungle Fever. Yeah. The 1991 soundtrack album by Stevie Wonder to uh, Spike the Spike Lee classic Jungle Fever with uh, Wesley Snipes, um, John Turturro. I don't remember her name. Um, <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> Great. Very cool, Dan. Very, very woke, Dan. Um, May 28th, 1991. Um, yeah, like, this movie... So, what Spike Lee's really good at is... This movie's very heavy subject matter. It's a very intense movie. There, there's some comedic moments, for sure. But he, he's really good at, like, having soundtracks that kind of still make you enjoy the experience of right. watching this movie. Right. He's very Absolutely. good at that. He does that with a lot of his movies. And this one in particular, like, this... I love this song. <laughs> like it, this song opens the movie, like, with the credits. It's always, like, the very colorful credits that, yeah. that, that he does. It's a song. The catchiness of the song is undeniable. Like I, you can't get away from it. It's a little cheesy. There's yeah. better songs than this in the movie, <laughs> yeah. but this is. The, I had to play the theme song. Um, what's not on the soundtrack? I was disappointed. Um, was uh, "Living for the City" Stevie Wonder song from the '70s? Uh-huh. Because that the moment in the movie where that song comes on is my favorite scene in the movie. Is it the it's crack when cocaine? it's when yep. Wesley Snipes visits Sam uh. Sam Jackson, his brother, to kind of pull him out of the crack house in the middle of New York, and there's like. Very little audio. It's just that song as he's and the, the camera is following him. It's one take, yeah. one shot, following him walking through this crack house, and it's like a very harsh reality of like of what uh, yeah of all t- so like like a hundreds of crackheads in this like abandoned building. Yeah, and it's like whoa, this is like a thing that's happening in New York. Like yeah. this is it's really intense. It was yeah. very, that's very interesting that it's living for the city because yeah, I, I think yeah. on the same album is the song Too High. Ooh. Oh, he could have done that. Oh, but yeah. What was the name of the oh, album nice. with Living for the City? I think it's Inner Visions. Uh, yeah, yeah, Inner Visions. So, I mean, there's a lot of fun songs. Uh, uh, shout uh, out to Sam, Sam Jackson, who actually just got over a crack addiction. Addiction plays a crack addled brother of uh, Wesley Snipes in that movie. Literally, like, I think just got out of rehab. Really? Yeah. Oh, this song's great, too. Woo! <laughs> fun day. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah. So Stevie does the entire soundtrack. Really, really good. Um, yeah, this is awesome. I love this. Like, the, it's the whole vibe of the soundtrack. Yeah, it's like it's actually kind of like breezy. Yeah. Stevie. Yeah. He's not really going dark. I was reading um, critically. It wasn't really. Critics didn't really like this. Like the they, they didn't really. They weren't into this soundtrack. Like uh-huh. the, Like I. I think. I think they just were comparing it to a lot of like well, Stevie's like late '80s stuff that people typically don't really like. Right. His mid to late '80s stuff. It's not really taken well. well I know, like it all. I really do. I think the Stevie's credit though. He. I don't think he saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're mercy. right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Really good. This one's called Queen in the Black. Got a new Jack Swing. Still yeah. like classic Stevie yeah. chord structures, but that beat is updated. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it, he put out characters in 1987, Jungle Fever 91, and then his next album wasn't until 95. Oh, wow. I didn't realize there was that much of a gap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this, this was the only thing he put out. So good. Yeah, he's yeah amazing. just like so many great songs. <laughs> if 
That's what I'm To his credit, Spike Lee always has really good music for yeah. all of his films. Oh, yes. yes, for like, sure. Do the Right Thing has some fantastic yeah. sound moments in oh, it overall yeah. with like Fight, Fight the, the Power. Fight the Power is yeah. so good. Yeah. Also, it's another film featuring John Turturro. Yeah. Great performance as yep. a racist guy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> great, great, uh, great classic New York racist. <laughs> like a fine wine. <laughs> Love this. It's so Who's good. Who's on this? Start, start to finish. I don't know. Oh, that other girl you don't know? <laughs> right, probably. All right. There's others I could play, but I mean, you, you get the idea. It's just really, really good Stevie Wonder music. Start to finish. We're at our number one pick. Number one picks. I know. So this is, I'm going to preface this by saying this is without a doubt my favorite movie of all time. Whoa. Okay. I, I, I will, love that. There is not a single film, in my opinion, that's bettered this. Not for lack of trying. There are so many fantastic movies about there, like just out there. Not only are there other movies out there, there are other movies out there about this same subject matter. Okay. Okay. But none of them can possibly compare because the source material for this is so strong. So the film I have the soundtrack for here is the 2007 revisionist western, The Assassination yes. of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. This could this episode could not have gone any better for me. <laughs> oh, wow. I know exactly what's about to happen. Yep. Yeah. The soundtrack here was done by Nick Cave of the Bad Seeds and oh, his guitarist really? Warren Ellis. Which, yeah. I didn't know that. which unfortunately made it ineligible to be nominated for Best Original Soundtrack that year because it can't oh. be done by two composers. Oh. So being what? that it was that's, done by the two of them, crazy. we were left with this film getting no nods for awards when I would argue it is possibly the finest soundtrack for the film it's made for. It could not possibly be better. There is no that's soundtrack awesome. that could have been done for this film that does not live up to it okay so we're gonna intro with the song they use it's called song for jesse jesse in this film is played by brad pitt and uh the robert ford character is played by uh casey affleck mm -hmm. and uh this is song for jesse uh canceled affleck <laughs> yeah the, the canceled affleck brother Ooh. I've seen this film enough times to have memorized the spoken intro for the film. <laughs> and this is what plays during the spoken intro. The narrator's voice in the film is perfect. He narrates the little segues. The, the film was adapted from the 1983 novel by Ron Hansen of the same name. Uh -huh. um, it's one of the best pieces of American historical fiction, period. Uh -huh. And it kind of revisits the notion of Amer of Jesse James being the classic American outlaw. Jesse James is one of the American outlaws with mm -hmm. Billy the Kid, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. This film and the novel itself, they take Jesse out of this legend status of the great Robin Hood of the West, this train robber and bank robber and stagecoach robber from Missouri, and brings him back to being this deeply troubled man who had a hard time sort of accessing his fame mm -hmm. and was generally uneasy with it and was sort of caged in and depressed and just a complex individual and Bob Ford meets him on a on the train robbery September 7th 1881 where they robbed the blue cut train in Glendale Missouri uh -huh. and he meets his idol he idolizes Jesse and meets him for the first time robs the train with him, it pleases him to death, and then in the subsequent days spent in his household, at, which at the time, Jesse was calling himself Thomas Howard, living in Kansas City, Missouri, he becomes like steadily disillusioned with the man. He's not 
the legend who, you know, you couldn't sneak up on Jesse James. You never right. saw Jesse James without a gun on his hip. And he comes to resent the legend of the man he spent his life worshipping. Wow. So this the, the tale sort of unravels and ultimately arrives at Bob's fated assassination of Jesse James. Jesse oh. takes a chair in the living room and steps up on it in order to dust off a portrait of a horse that hangs over the mantelpiece and Bob takes the six gun out of his waist and he shoots Jesse in the back of the head and kills Jesse James. And then the film ends with this sort of unraveling of Bob and his brother Charlie, who's played by Sam Rockwell in the film. Their lives kind of unravel where they think they're going to have this national fame. They're heroes. They're the men yeah. who killed Jesse James. And they become resented, hated men. And wow. they, they travel to New York City and put on stage performances retelling really? the, the heroic assassination of Jesse James and people boo them, throw wow. things on stage while they're performing. So Maybe they should have had actors, like proper actresses. Right, <laughs> but it's really, it's really them. They went on stage. That's they, crazy. There, there's, a, there's a moment the, the narrator retells where he, he, he says, Bob believed he had recapitulated the assassination of Jesse James on stage more than 800 times. Wow. That's and insane. just it's an insane story. So Nick Cave and Warren Ellis do the soundtrack here. There's there's only one instance in which there is singing in the film, and it's a scene where Bob is sort of Bob's sort of descended into self-ruin, where he becomes an alcoholic. He's drinking very heavily at a saloon in New York, and there's a busker playing throughout the bar, strumming a guitar. And it's actually Warren Ellis himself, huh. one of the two composers and you know guitarist of the Bad Seeds, and he's performing a folk song which was really popular at the time be called um the dirty coward who shot mr howard which is what jesse called himself at the time and the the scene is so unbelievably good because the lyrics are you know the dirty little coward who shot mr howard has laid poor jesse in his grave bob takes his gun out fires it off in the middle of the saloon at the ground and he says i'm robert ford and then he corrects him he goes it was two children not three and then stumbles drunk out of the bar. And it's just, to me, it is the single most gorgeous, most American film ever made because it takes like one of our highest folk heroes uh -huh. and brings him back down to the level of, this was a man like you and me, who was deeply troubled, was not a hero, yeah. was probably a terrible person, but this is this is what we get when we hero worship. Yeah, yeah. You elevate these people to this place of impossible stature. Je he, he thought Jesse walked on water, and you know, part of the opening narration says, you know, when you were in a room with him, you know, rains fell straighter, sounds were amplified, wow. clocks slowed. But Jesse was just a man who Robert Ford took the life of. It's one of the most well cast films I've ever seen. It has near-perfect acting from everyone involved. The music complements every possible scene. This this particular song is called Falling, and it plays on their return to the bungalow Jesse was renting in Kansas City after they robbed the blue-cut train in Glendale in the opening sort of drama of the scene. And it's really a, it's a terribly melodramatic robbery. They, they don't get the money they expected. Jesse nearly murders a man simply for getting in his way, and uh, Garrett Dillahunt, who plays Ed Miller, prevents him from doing so. Sam Rockwell plays Frank James, who also delivers a really complex, very heavy performance of this conflicted train robber, and just, you couldn't ask for a better score to yeah. a film that I hold very dear. Yeah. Cool. Damn. Pat, wow. if you want, That's when intense. we're done, if you if you would like to watch the um, 
the pilot of Friends and then explain it <laughs> because because the, the, as well as you just explained that plot, we could not do that for Friends. So yeah. um, no. <laughs> all right, I'm in. Let's do it. No, that that was excellent. And, yeah. Thanks, man. That was yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, the Andrew Dominic picture of 2007. Cannot hi- more highly recommend this film. It is my favorite film of all time, and just the soundtrack is equal parts delicate and soaring, yeah. and it's it's triumphant. And the to me, the penultimate song is the one that follows this. It's called "What Must Be Done," and it's this song that plays in the scene where Bob slowly takes out his revolver, aims it, and then takes the life of Jesse James. So this, I just want to play this one song in its entirety. Bob's before taking Jesse's life they believe they've been found out that Jesse's going to take them out and kill them yeah. on this uh this ill-conceived bank robbery that he's using as a ruse to kill him and his brother and Jesse's supposed famous last words were don't that picture look dusty before <laughs> he takes a chair out and a dustpan and goes to clean this portrait of a racehorse that he called Rocket that laid over his mantelpiece Never saw the movie. Never, Never saw the movie. Know the no. soundtrack. I neither. You know the soundtrack, Brian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I just recently got into Nick Cave, and the Bad Seeds. This is definitely very different. It sounds like a mu- mm-hmm. musical score. Like they didn't like just do their own th- like their their thing that they usually do. Absolutely. And it's like it sounds like they actually watched the movie and scored it to the you know the feel of the, yep. the scenes and everything. Since this it's film's cool. come out, they did they also did the score to the uh, adaptation of the Cormac McCarthy novel The Road with okay. uh, Vigo Mortensen. Oh, yeah. So they also did that soundtrack. The two of them combined for that soundtrack as well. I'm pretty sure they did uh Hell or High Water too. Yes. Which I, I saw You are you are correct yeah. about that. So like westerns, they typically do like they're this right? sort of like neo western, and yeah. this this they consider a revisionist western, uh-huh. but it's the the sort of like neo western vibe is very much like apparently it's incredibly suited to Nick Cave and Warren Ellis's soundtrack talents right. because yeah. I mean this song this soundtrack to me is just like they paired everything back to like the barest they could get it mm-hmm. with just like pianos that don't quite sound in tune fiddles and cellos that are tuned down and just this scrapier sound and it's just so like visceral yeah. for the film and that was uh what must be done which i think is the most important song that. in the picture definitely gonna watch it now mm-hmm. set aside about three hours because it's a, <laughs> it's a two hour and 45 minute long film Ew. never mind <laughs> just, no, just kidding after all that god damn it <laughs> No, no, I love. That was Sam- my best shit. <laughs> I love. Sa- I love Sam Rockwell too. Yeah. So and oh, everybody in that movie. Sam Rockwell's character is played with this really interesting <laughs> discretion of like he's supposed to be the sim- the sort of simpler Ford brother. Uh-huh. He plays Charlie Ford, who's slightly older, and he's actually the one who introduces Jesse to Bob on that first that first like night they robbed the train in Glendale. And so essentially it's almost Charlie Ford's fault that Rob like leads to this ultimate plot to Uh. kill him. And the, the deal he makes with governor Crittenden and Sheriff Timberlake. It's, it's really like, it's a weird way. Sheriff Timberlake. Not only Sheriff Timberlake, Sheriff Justin Timberlake. That's his, (laughs) that was the sheriff's real name. Wait, really? That was, that was his real name. (laughs) The the actual, the actual sheriff. You realize that, After after uh, Man of the Woods, that <laughs> that should be the next album that he does. Is <laughs> Sheriff Timberlake. Sheriff Timber- yeah, it's, Sheriff Justin Timberlake was the actual oh man's name. He was the sheriff of Kansas City, Missouri, <laughs> who uh, who is 
you know, present for the ultimate turning over of the corpse of Jesse James. Damn. Oh, is Justin Timberlake a stage name? (laughs) (laughs) My God. That's so funny. You find out uh, Justin Timberlake's real name is Robert Ford. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My God. What have we uncovered? (laughs) Damn. So my number one pick, uh, I knew knew who it was going to be. I didn't know what movie it was going to be. Yeah. Because it could have been... It could have been anything. Okay. It could have been Citizen Kane. It could have been mm. Psycho. Oh, oh nice. Classic. It could have been the original Cape Fear. It Bernard. could have been Bernard Herman. Yes. Uh, his last two were Obsession, Brian De Palma, and Taxi Driver. Bernard, you're her man? <laughs> Jesus. Bernard. But, um, you no. really her man? I went with Vertigo. Yeah, it's oh. amazing. Yeah. North by North by Northwest is another option, but this is, uh, the best cool. one. This is this is better than North by yeah. Northwest. Um because of Jimmy Stewart being yeah. so good. You could have also went my personal favorite by him. What do you think it is? By Hitchcock? But oh by her per, Oh Bernard by Herman. Bernard Herman. Um uh, I don't know. I don't know. The Birds. Taxi driver. That's what I, taxi I said driver. taxi driver. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. Yeah, you yeah. said taxi driver earlier. <laughs> Great, Sorry. also great soundtrack. I thought we were getting. I, we were talking about Hitchcock for a second. I got all excited. Yeah, that was my that was my second pick. Was the taxi driver? <laughs> driver. Yeah, it's so I, good. I think it's better than this, actually. Okay, well, you could have picked it as your favorite then. I'm not. Okay, he did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is the prelude to rooftop. My favorite piece is the uh, scene de mort. Um, oh, de mort. I love yeah, this movie great, too. Great, great. This is when she comes out. Of the dark, right? Yeah. She, mm-hmm. she kind out of the dark. Fades in she fades. A bit. She's like, she puts on the wig, she puts on the outfit, and then it's like comes out of the dark. He's like, let me see you. That's not a good Jimmy Stewart impression. Let me see you. Let me see you. I can't see you in the dark out there. I've got a, I've got a case of um, of a vertigo. It's so. <laughs> um. You're saying it's on. It's on. Mm. I, I, I can't. I hit the high. St- <laughs> All right, what? It's <laughs> pretty good. It's not. Do, you do We're going pressure. in a lovely I'm direction. I'm uh, Star. I'm Jerry Star. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I can't well, do it. Well, now you see, I was in some motion pictures in <laughs> the 1940s and 1940s. 1950s and. <laughs> They used to call me Jim back then. <laughs> Jim Stew. Jim, uh, Jim Stew. Yeah, whoops, sorry. So yeah, that piece and then the finale is great. Necklace, the return and finale. Yeah, great one. I, I had a hard time picking between this and Taxi Driver. I really ah. did. I love Taxi Driver a lot. Um, no, this is brilliant. But this is... This uh, really, this has some fantastic work yeah, it, on it. And it's the thing is, is it's very, very, very long. There's like over 70 different cues in this movie. Like it's like crazy how, many, how much music he wrote for this movie. So? <laughs> That's remarkable, actually. Dan, you want to weigh in? It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Vertigo. Sorry. No, I'm not as familiar. I mean, I um, I don't think I've seen Vertigo. I've oh, really? S- I've seen Taxi Driver, definitely. Oh, man. Um, Uno, dos, tres, catorce. <laughs> yeah. I wish I played that actually. Instead. <laughs> that that was the big fake out at the end. Was it's actually just fucking Vertigo by you two? <laughs> I. <laughs> Hola. So good. Okay. I I haven't seen much Hitchcock actually. I saw a film no. called Vertigo. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart didn't know where to go. 
That's a great. That's what a great he picture. Spoils a film. The... Yeah, he spoils a film in the in the song. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's actually just a, well. There's a there's a Migos track called um, John Wick that basically tells you the entire plot to John Wick. It talks about like like his dog getting shot and like him like squaring off with the Russians. It's they basically like just recite the whole film for you, but with like ad lizard John Wick. <laughs> so good. I love John Wick. I was I made a kind of a turnaround. I'm I'm kind of regretting it. I don't know. All right. But this, because of the full soundtrack, I don't know if I love. Okay. But there's pieces of it Pe- that I. That's fine. I need. I need to hear. Sure. Pieces. So. I eliminated some soundtracks from my list for that reason because the entire thing wasn't good. Just yeah. like one thing I liked or two what, things. Yeah. What I was gonna do was uh, music from true stories, like the David Byrne film. Ooh. And it's like, cause I have that soundtrack and I don't, I've seen the movie one, one time only, but I listen to the soundtrack all the time. And it's actually not even the soundtrack. There's like three different soundtracks for the movie. Okay. There's one no one like, like true soundtrack. Not really. Yeah. There's like sounds from true stories, which is what I have, which is mm-hmm. like all incidental music. But then there's also music from true stories. Right. And yeah. like in the movie, uh, uh, like John Goodman and all these different actors sing the songs that David Byrne wrote mm-hmm. and that never was released, but the talking heads version of those songs was released. So, okay. which is a cool incidental, like on its own is yeah. the fact that there's a talking heads version of the songs they sing in a film. film. Right. Which is really cool. It is cool, but I'm not going to go that direction because <laughs> I want to go more obvious. Okay. The soundtrack to GTA three. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's really good. Vice city. No, GTA 3. Oh, GTA 3. I think Vice City is 4. Which is the same soundtrack to Scarface, baby. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hell, yeah. Oh, great pick. Giorgio Moroder. I enjoy the hell out of that pick. God damn, man. um, It's the one song. The one song is the best. There's so many pop songs, like 80s pop songs, but the score by Giorgio Moroder is amazing, too. This is called Vamos a Balar. Listen to a couple. You guys probably know this pretty well, right? Oh yeah, I know I'm the, familiar. I know the one song really well. This isn't the version <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh my god! Push it to the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Push it, push it to the limit. Push it to the limit. <laughs> it's, it's a callback to Ennio Morricone. It's a that, weird version, what? crazy sped up version. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is way the, this too is, fast. This is the cocaine version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're running, we're running, cocaine. push it to the limit on cut time. <laughs> Just whipping through it. There's this Rush oh, Rush, yeah. which is uh, Debbie Harry. It's a great feel. It's a Miami yeah. feel. Hell yeah. It's like, I'm going to do some stuff that I'm, I might regret. Like, I almost regret picking this as my number one favorite soundtrack. It's but, solid though. It's, it's very it's, solid. It's solid. It's every rapper's favorite movie. Yeah. Scar- oh my God. The, the, every rapper I loves Scarface. And every Jersey too. Shore Guido's favorite movie too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny because it's about a Cuban guy, but I always see this like in like in uh, it's like uh, pizza parlors. Yeah. Like alongside Godfather. Like, and just like, because of Al Frank Pacino. Yeah. It's yeah. Just yeah. because Pacino it's is Pacino, in it. Pacino. Yeah. I always see like yeah like uh, Tony Soprano. Right. Yep. Frank Sinatra. And Tony, and Tony Montana. And then Tony Montana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cuban. That, that's the, that's the yeah. uh, local pizza parlor rat pack. <laughs> Rick Ross has a song called Push It to the Limit where he samples that. Yeah. yeah Little Wayne. Sweet. Little Wayne. He sampled this. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. During his rock period. Ugh, Which is easily the worst <laughs> shit. Horrible. It's his worst album, definitely. Trash. It's Trash. R A W K, he calls it. Rock. God. Yeah. Right around the same yeah. time he got into skateboarding. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Those two went. Yeah. Those two things went hand in hand. Wayne yeah. Wayne did that album that has like uh, prom queen on it. Yeah. With, where he plays the guitar and it's yeah. fucking garbage. It's really bad. Yeah. And he got into skateboarding. Yeah. Um. This is the intro music, which is, the, well, I think my favorite. Yeah. Intro to. It. I super dig. Love this. the feel of it. It's so creepy. Yeah. I haven't watched this movie in a long time. Really good. Yeah, this is really nice. This this reinforces my point of Dave would enjoy Carpenter Brute, which yeah. is why I'm gonna play some for you later because you're gonna okay. fucking love it. If it's anything like this, yeah, it's obsessed. Imagine this, but you could dance to it. And I, I gotta shout out uh, my brother who texted me the other day. Hey, this, the soundtrack for Scarface is really good. <laughs> he was just like sitting there listening yeah. to it. Yeah. Like, dude, did you you heard this fucking soundtrack? It's great. No. I like when it comes in. Okay. Just that like chant in the back is so cool. Yeah. yeah. Like for for a movie that's about an immigrant like dealing cocaine and becoming a drug lord, <laughs> that is cool as shit. It is very cool. I love it. And this is uh I think, wait, Kanye also sampled that for uh, Mercy, right? His verse of Mercy? Oh, maybe, yeah. I, I think you're right, yeah. yeah. You sped it up, though. This is the Genus and the Elvira's theme. His two lovers. <laughs> his sister and his girlfriend <laughs> and wife. Oh, God. His, someone he wished to be his lover and someone, hey, happened to be his lover because not his sister. But great, yeah, important great. caveat, his lover because not his sister. Yeah. <laughs> Very important to note. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle, yes, Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Love Michelle Pfeiffer. Who is, she is really hot in that movie. So, yeah. <laughs> His hair is so straight, say. it could be a wig. It, it probably it's, is a wig. It probably is, to be honest. <laughs> or she just had like three hours of, of makeup chair. Yeah. Dan? My number one pick. So this soundtrack, um, I went with a score as well. I think uh, I think you guys maybe would be surprised by that. I decided to go with a score as my number one pick. Wow. I, I picked some I picked some very soundtracky like yeah. Um, yeah, uh, cheesy picks before this. There's some there's um, some good scores out there. Went with a score because okay, you guys are probably gonna make fun of me for this. I was literally listening to this on the train commuting to work this week, and I had the same exact experience I had watching the movie many years ago, just from listening to the soundtrack. I know what it is. I literally started crying on the train listening to the wow. soundtrack. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Can I make a guess? There's no, no, don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't do this, don't do this to me, please, don't ruin this for me. Okay, let, let him have it's it. It's very important. Okay. He's got to okay. have his thing. Okay, sorry. You probably know it. I think I've talked about it on the show before, but um, there's, a, and it's not even like the whole soundtrack. It's more just like one specific moment, like huh. something chemically happens to me and my brain listening to this, where like it might happen right now on the show. We'll see. Oh, we're like, so. we're like, I just like, I think about the moment in the movie and Brandon, I hear this song out. and I, <laughs> and Recording something live. emotionally just happens and it's like no other movie music at all. So I had to pick this as my number one pick. I'm obsessed with the score to this can and it's a pretty obvious, uh, composer, you know, for, um, for movies. You can guess. Go ahead. It's either John Williams or Hans Zimmer. Dave. Uh, I'm going to say it's home alone. <laughs> oh, okay. Similar thing with Home Alone, but okay. No, but you, you oh, got the right it's idea. John Good. Williams. Then. It's E.T. 
T.T. Ooh, okay. good I movie. Tried, I, I like it's, this. It's, it's the best uh, John Williams score. Thank you so much. Yes, it the is. The best oh, John okay. Williams okay. score is E.T. It, so, hands down. It that's is. That's a fact. He's got a lot of good scores. This is my favorite. E.T. Mm-hmm. Really good. It's amazing. It, is it the song that makes you, or the part that makes you cry is like the scene, the Reese's Pieces scene? Uh, no. Actually, it's not even a, a part where that anybody would guess, which is even funnier okay. that, that it does this to me. It's like... <laughs> like a really kind of lame moment but it's a beautiful moment but it's in the so this i guess so the soundtrack has been re-released reissued like eight or nine different times and they didn't always include like the entire thing yeah um but in i don't know what version this is but this is in it so this is this individual song on the soundtrack is like 14 minutes (laughs) like it's it's very long it's um give me a second here it is this was this was like my number four or five pick. Really? Yeah, I love this score. Me too. I, this is my favorite John. So this is called too. Escape Chase, saying goodbye. So it's like the moment where they're getting away. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're familiar with like the you know, th- yeah. th- th- this oh, part's absolutely. fun, yeah. but I need to skip ahead to the moment we're talking about. Mm. I don't know how far it is in it. Calling this his best score is really bold, too, because John Williams is a great, yeah, yeah great composer. Right, I just got chills for a second just from this little oh. piece. Like, it's some super high strings. Oh, wait, hold on. I went too far. I went too far. Oh, just yeah. gorgeous. Just but we're the- not at the main part I'm talking about, but, like, this shift here is really good. So this is <laughs> So this is um I hope you let me go just for a little bit yeah, sure. with this because so this is when um they like they, they let's get the bikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So Oh I yeah, I know about this. And then Oh that moment oh, like yeah. does something to me, but there's another moment even more so. And then Oh, it's gorgeous. God, it's an obsession of mine. This whole sequence. Exhilarating. Exhilarating. It sounds like it sounds like psycho actually. Spielberg and John Williams yeah. just know exactly what to do to get you sucked in and like just This is a flying scene? Just it's, about it's, it's yeah. about to be. It's a bike riding scene. Not yeah. the first flying scene. There's the first one where it's just Elliot. And, and then the rest is the whole crew. Right, this, this is the, the whole crew. The whole yeah. crew. And bike, that's the moment biking. I'm talking about, the shift, and I'm gonna skip ahead to it. Do you know that um that Steven Spielberg cut the film to his score? No, I didn't. Did he like, really? He like composed this whole thing and then then yeah, Spielberg, Spielberg like purposefully it cut it down. To cut it to this. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. So it's it's 1982. It won the Academy Award for Best Original Score, obviously. Uh, Grammy Award for Best Score Soundtrack for Visual Media. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the fourth in history to accomplish the feat of winning the Academy Award, Golden Globe, Grammy, and BAFTA. Wow. Um, the previous two, Star Wars and Jaws, also Jaws, amazing, also. Yeah, great um, score, yeah. yeah. Were also composed by Williams, who remains the only person to have won all awards for the same score more than once. Cool. So, to date, a total of only six scores have won all four. All right, so we're coming close to the moment that I I honestly started crying on the train. <laughs> this, this week, commuting it to work. <laughs> it's coming. I don't want to skip ahead because I don't want to miss it. Hold on, wait. That's so good. Ah. Making the full use of the orchestra, too. Just not... His no one... use of space is insane. Yeah. yeah. 
There's no, like, this, limit this, to this where they it. can take them. This is it. Like, you think they're gonna get shot down by the government guys. I'm sorry, I turned it a little loud. I just, I'm sorry. Right here, this. And then... Oh, wow. Just gorgeous. And it comes back, and this is when they're flying. Watching this movie as a little kid, this specific... Yeah, it's good. I, I have to leave the show. <laughs> it's too it's too much. It's He's too about, emotional. It's so good. He's about to get on his bike and fly away. <laughs> uh, get do like a bad accident. Like <laughs> there's just a ridiculous, ridiculous amount of power in that crescendo. Yeah, yeah, it's in insane. Yeah. Do Do you think like ET inspired Dave Mira? <laughs> it's like I got to make that bike fly. <laughs> Um, and then this goes into the end of the movie, which is also obviously really sad, where they're saying goodbye to each yeah, other. Yeah, this movie's the most emotional movie yeah. for me. For a lot of people, too, yeah, I know, but... It's, uh, it's, yeah. God damn it. It's Spielberg, like, he knows, so he, knows, he knows what to do. It's so good. Like, it's... it's real. And we've talked about how they never show the upper half of any of the no, adults of the adults, no. in the movie, which is really... Yeah, it's it's just... It's supposed to be from the perspective of kids. Like, it's... Only uh, an adult they show is, is the mom. Is the mom, mm -hmm. yeah. Which is such a clever yeah. framing thing yes. they do. Yeah, until a point. They do show adults a little bit later, but for a long time. Yeah. It's so subtle. Mommy. It's so subtle, too. Yeah. Yeah, you probably don't really pick up on that. Yep. Just, There's no way I caught it on yeah. the first couple of watches. No chance. There's just so many John Williams score. I mean, obviously, there's, you know, the classic Star Wars, Indiana Jones, all that stuff. Um, Taxi Driver. <laughs> one of my, honestly, one of one of my favorite pieces by him in general is from Harry Potter. His Harry Potter scores are, like, insane. Like, the Hedwig theme is, oh, is amazing. Yeah. They're insainly The Harry strong. Potter ones are really oh, good. Like, yeah. very, yeah. very good. I have specific feelings about Harry Potter overall, but, mm. I mean, the music to the, the music films are is so stunning. good. Hedwig's yeah. theme is, Actually like, stunning. gorgeous. Okay, cool. Oh, this, is the, this is the end of the movie where, where the ship takes off. Also very sad. Yeah. You know about it's, it's too much. It's too intense. Superman theme. Great, too. Do you know about Michael mm -hmm. Jackson's... Oh, yeah. uh... that's, that's another example of being better than the movies. Superman movies are like, okay. Yeah. They're all just okay. Yeah. Later, they get really bad, and it's funny. <laughs> what, Dave? Do you know about that Superman movie they're making? It's uh, Connie West wearing the MAGA hat. <laughs> <laughs> that's a new Superman coming out. Did... <laughs> Did you see the insane Johnny meme from this week where it was MAGA death? <laughs> yeah. It was, <laughs> oh my God. It was a picture of Trump as the, the guy, as like Dave Mustaine. Like it, was, it was called MAGA death. It was so funny. Yeah. Uh, just one more thing about E.T. Uh, do you, have you ever listened to the Michael Jackson storybook? We've talked about this. Yeah, um, so good. I haven't listened to the whole thing, but yeah. <laughs> it's a little creepy. but It's it, creepy, but yeah. it's, it's funny that he just wanted yeah. to... To do that. All right, perfect. Yes. Perfect. perfect. And that's right, the end of the So good. No, we gotta do our least favorite. Let's get through that. Oh, okay. Oh uh, yeah. Should and we, then there's some honorable mentions. Any, or should we just say it? We're just, I was just gonna say. I'm it. just gonna say mine. All right. I kind of want to play mine because it's so. All right. You, yeah. you should play yours if you feel strongly it is about horrible, it. Horrible. Yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna. Okay. That's okay. I only want to play my honorable mention because I have words about it that are stupid. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel strongly about something that doesn't so matter. Do we want to? What do we want to do first? Just say the worst. Let's do our worst, okay, and then me, you're not gonna play the yeah. worst. Pat? I'm not gonna play my worst. Okay. All right. So my worst, <laughs> and it's not for any. It's not to like, just because I don't like the overall genre. My worst is just because, without this film, the rest of these songs are just songs. 
but because of the film, everyone's fucking running around. Oh my God, God they're so good. I love it. Have you heard this song before? Like, motherfucker, the song came if out you, in the 70s. If you, if you, oh, if you, about, you, if you take my hot take, I'm going to be mad, but say it. Guardians of the Galaxy. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I wanted to say that too. Overrated, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. can suck my dick. That soundtrack is so fucking overrated because it's yeah. just songs. Okay. We're going to share this one then because this, is, this is what I was going to say as my least favorite okay. pick. If you walk into Barnes & Noble, if you go on Amazon and you buy Baby Driver soundtrack, you buy mm. Gar- if whatever that soundtrack that you bought that is just a playlist for $30, that's the worst soundtrack. Yep. It's just a playlist that's very exactly. expensive. I get it in the mm. 90s and the 80s when it was like Forrest Gump and you couldn't get all that stuff in one spot. Different. Nah, I, I disagree just as a flat. That's insane. Well, that's fair. That's not your opinion. That's why, it's this, mine. That's why this is a hot take. But think about this. Take, yeah. this. I, I want, specifically, Baby Driver, that movie's about music. Right. And then you literally cut scenes cleverly to, to music that. that's baby fine driver, yeah, baby driver had more interesting music than yeah Guardians i think that's a kind of still fine but then just listen to the playlist you don't it, have to it, spend it 30 dollars on on vinyl oh, you hate that people pay Buy for it? soundtracks yes all right that's just my I mean, hot take all right dumb that is exactly yeah, that's what how a soundtrack is it's yeah, but, <laughs> okay right, why right. yeah. buy any music then no <laughs> no it's different. <laughs> it's a little different. I, I do agree that fuck the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. I, I, think I am, that's I am with that. Board. I am with that for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Not I don't know if thing. I completely agree, but I see what you're saying. Like it's. I wish it, you didn't say Baby Driver. I would have been like hundred percent on Baby yeah. Driver. Honestly, Baby Driver has a really cool soundtrack, but I yeah. would never in my lifetime pay money for I, it. No, I wouldn't either. I haven't. And yeah, Guardians of, course, of the not. Galaxy, like without Guardians of the Galaxy as a movie soundtrack, huh. everyone would hear those songs and they'd just be like, oh, whatever. But right. then, that is but true. But then they're yeah. like, that is true. oh, but Star-Lord does the thing yeah. in this scene. It's, so it's, like, it's, yeah. like, it's yeah. like, it's still just like a fucking Tom Petty song. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, hooked on a feeling, oh my God. Whoa. Yeah, it's it's still just a song. True. That, like someone wrote years and years ago, and you're like, oh, now that I see Chris Pratt and and the, the CGI characters to it, it's so much better. And Zoe Saldana running around. Like, dude, they're still just songs. Yeah. Yeah. I have a similar pick. Just because I think it's the volume of songs that, they, that is used in this movie, Goodfellas, too many fucking songs. <laughs> yes, that was my hot take. That's too many super songs. Fair. The mo- Scorsese a lot of times in j- like over yeah. overrated soundtracks. Yeah, I the, love the good- his movies. Yeah, yeah. I, Goodfellas is not my favorite. I mean, Taxi Driver. That's not. I'm the so case. happy you said that. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I thought you were gonna fight me on that. No, legitimately, just just too many songs. There's like a yeah. song almost in every scene. Yeah, it's almost like a. I I we've talked about this before in other scenarios where it's like telling you how to feel. Because you have mm. a pre-associated, you know, yeah. emotions with yeah. a song. Like, you can't yeah. just think of an bit, emotion yeah. for yeah, yourself yeah. in that sequence. You have to listen for the music cue for it. Right. I don't mind th- doing it to an extent, but I, I, my main issue is that literally every single scene, and it's, it'll be like 50 seconds, a new song. 50 yep. seconds, oh, a new yeah. song. Yeah. That's my main issue. It's, it's very too many. aggressive it's with the way they switch. Too many. I like 100%. it. 100%. Um, this isn't my least favorite pick, but a soundtrack I wanted to mention as being like really bad, and I didn't know it. I just discovered, I was like reading lists of terrible uh-huh. soundtracks. Um, the I Am Sam soundtrack. Are you guys aware of this? No. Oh, it's yeah. all, oh, it's Beatles covers. It's all it? Beatles covers. Yeah. It sucks. It it's does suck. All Beatles really? covers. Some of them are okay. Okay. Uh, like Sarah McLaughlin does Blackbird, which nice. I kind of like. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> but it's so stupid. There it, are enough all bad ones to yeah. weight it in the wrong direction. Right. Yeah. But my, I. <laughs> I like vaguely remember that the music in this movie was bad because the movie is also bad. But then uh. I like looked through it and I was, it was even worse than I remembered because it's a collection of the worst type of music all put into one place. Okay. If you could find a soundtrack that's worse, than I know this what one, it is. 
What, what do you think it is? Spider-Man 2. Okay. Ooh. Similar. Okay. Similar. <laughs> but not Spider-Man 2. So it's a superhero movie. It's Daredevil with Ben Affleck. Wow. Okay. Listen Which to me. is a bad movie. It's horrible. You got it like unbearable. Is this is like hate breed or something. This is fuel. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. There, there is. I forget who does the song. There's the Daredevil song in it where it's like, "Come on, come on, come on, come on, Daredevil." Yeah, yeah. It's oh a terrible God. song, but I love it. This is "Won't Back Down" by Fuel. <laughs> oh no! Hold on. This is. Stop. This is for you by The Calling. Uh, no. Nope. This is "Hang On" by Seether. I like Seether. <laughs> <laughs> this is Learn the, Learned the Hard Way by Nickelback. I'm deeply an early 2000s alt child, so I love Seether. <laughs> Evanescence. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, this? hell yeah. This is Bring Me bring to Life. life. Evanescence. I, I, yeah. Oh, this is a big fucking song? love Evanescence. <laughs> is this from Daredevil? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately. Wow. Uh, this is Until You're Reformed by Chevelle. Mm hmm. That's funny. They also use, uh, there's a weird scene with the uh, Colin Farrell bullseye character where they use a House of Pain song <laughs> called uh, I, called Top of the Morning to You. And it's hot garbage. Revis? Yep. I don't know what that is. Ah. Okay. All right. Revis yeah. still yeah, so it's, yeah, it's It's just, I <laughs> oh, discovered it this week. Uh, yeah, I hate, I hate that this era, I hate that, that era. I hate all, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. really bad. I really don't like any of it. Uh, um, um, yes. All valid takes. Yeah. <laughs> Very valid. Right. So, Pat, you wanted to play uh, an yeah. honorable mention? Yeah, I have right. one honorable mention. It's not even an entire soundtrack. It's a single song moment from a film. Uh -huh. And uh, so there was a documentary picture made in... I want to I want to say it was the, like, early... Yeah, like early 2010s, like 2010, 2011, possibly a little later. It's a documentary picture about Jeffrey Dahmer, and it's it has these odd scenes in it. It's called Jeff the Dahmer Files, like the, the Dahmer Files being the subtitle to it, uh -huh. where they have an actor portray Jeffrey Dahmer in these kind of like socially awkward scenes. He, the guy looks disturbingly like the actual man, Jeffrey Dahmer. So there's a scene at the end of the film where a song by the Swedish electronic group The Knife plays. And oh, I love The Knife, yeah. I absolutely love this song. It's from their Silent Shout album from 20, uh, 2006. Uh, yeah. The song's right. called Still Light, and yeah. it plays in a scene where a like very forlorn-looking Jeffrey Dahmer character, he's got like a... Obviously, he's got like a tall boy in a brown paper bag, and he's kind of <laughs> standing in the fence beyond a carnival, and the sun is setting, and he's just looking like really kind of like forlornly at this carnival uh -huh. and this knife song plays and it just like fucking absolutely cut right like not to make a bad pun but it cut right through me when i when i heard it for the first time <laughs> the knife so they play <laughs> this track still light by the knife and i'll skip ahead to where the uh the vocals are because for whatever reason like their their vocal style is so eerie of like this weird sort of semi-auto tune yeah. layering yeah and just this song fucking killed me. <laughs> Definitely not a soundtrack, but it's a single song moment. And it's just like him, like he takes a couple swigs of the beer and just looks like really forlornly over this like carnival of normal people having like a, a good time on like a summer evening. I can see that. Knife usually... No... 
she uses a lot of like these like vocal modulations and stuff. Mm -hmm. This whole album has a ton of it. Yeah. And this is really a stellar electronic album. Yeah. It's just this really bare, eerie tune for a really kind of sad scene. The Dom Man. Dom Man? The Dom Man. The documentary is great on its own because these people have really interesting insights. Like, one was his neighbor, like his literal, like, next door neighbor. Uh. One was the arresting officer that, like, caught him. Uh -huh. And just. But the, they have these little actor scenes. And this was from, like, the most haunting. Like, of with, them. Like, like, little people? I wish. That would be so like much better. Like little actor scene? Like a small Dahmer scene. <laughs> Cute. All right. Uh, cool. Uh, anybody else have any honorables? Um, well, Brandon, do you want to go? I mean, you don't have to play anything. Do you have any honorable mentions? No, I mean, I, I'm, inter I, I'm, very, I'm interested in how this went. You know, I thought that I was going to be the only one that played scores. I didn't know how it was going to go. Um, I, I did try and find some soundtracks where there was like original music. Uh -huh. um, I particularly think that the Austin Powers Spy Who Shagged Me is, I was gonna is really good. <laughs> really yeah. good soundtrack. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's even when there yeah. are covers, it's like specifically for the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's some original song, like the Green Day Espionage song is yeah. pretty cool. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, Beautiful Stranger, obviously. Beautiful Stranger, amazing. the Quincy Jones, you know, Elvis sweet. Costello. Yeah. So like, good. And yeah. then the Big Blue Missile with Scott Weiland doing Time of the Season. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. um, and uh, Mini I mean, Me. And, and Dr. Yeah. Evil so Dude, just, a, just the two of us. A very cool soundtrack. I always liked that yeah. one. Yes, I was um, going to talk about that one, too. So I don't Surprisingly know. Surprisingly fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just really thought good. that one was a, a, a interesting thing to mention. That's really it. I mean, yeah, I, I could go on for days about scores, but I'm not going to. That's great. Yeah. I what, like that. A couple that stand out to me, I really like... Uh, um, also, The Shining is great, and mm -hmm. all the Wendy Carlos stuff for, uh, yeah. for Kubrick. But I also really love... You know, I... I I said I didn't like the Goodfellas soundtrack. I really love uh, After Hours. You know, oh, After yes. Hours. Also kind of classical music, but played yeah. like on synthesizers. Dan, have you ever seen uh, that movie? Scorsese movie. No. It's so good. It's yeah. a really, really, really fun I need to uh, see more good Scorsese movies. Movie. I've seen so many terrible <laughs> movies. I need to see more good movies. Wow. That genre on its own of like the synthesizer cuts of, uh, like of classical yeah. type tracks is really fun. They do that in um. Uh, uh, is it on? Not he oh, Clockwork Orange. Yeah, Clockwork Orange. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's very heavy in Clockwork yeah. Orange. Which Damn. is another like lovely film. Oh, absolutely. Um, movie with like some really cool eighties music. Um, Lost Boys is a really, oh, <laughs> really awesome soundtrack. I love Lost Boys. There's a scene in. Have you seen Lost Boys, Dave? No. Oh, there's dude, a scene so good. in the beginning of Lost Boys with this really ripped Jack dude playing in this like 80s pop band, but he also plays saxophone. Like, <laughs> like dude, it makes no sense. The song is so good. I really wanted to play it. Um, I forget the guy's name, but that's like that moment in that movie. And there's also it's filled with really cool 80s music throughout. Mm -hmm. um, love Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Yeah, classic, classic disco. Um, Space Jam. <laughs> First time I saw this movie, I thought I was shocked by the direction they went in for the soundtrack. I had no idea. Risky Business, Tangerine Dream soundtrack. Right, Tangerine uh, Dream. Yeah. Yeah. Really, it's cool. a yeah. really cool soundtrack. I, and um, In the Air Tonight's in there, too. Mm -hmm. Phil Collins. Um, I wanted to talk about Goodfellas, how overrated I thought yeah. it was. Very overrated. Um, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. overrated. But, Just um, too much going on. Yeah. Too many songs. Yeah. And also, also, one more that you made me think of something. Jerry Maguire. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Bruce. <laughs> the Bruce. The Bruce, Bruce song. Yeah. yeah. And Just there's doing a, like a little too much. And Tom, <laughs> and Tom Petty. And, we, and, and there's a great uh, version of, um, fuck, there's a mariachi version of a Gloria Stefan song. Really? Yes. <laughs> Bruce also on the Philadelphia soundtrack. 
streets, yep, streets yep. of Philadelphia. <laughs> Endless yes. like Philip Glass stuff is amazing. Uh, right. Specifically, oh. the, like the Thimble one of the line. one of the pieces in uh, yeah. in Truman Show that is like oh I didn't amazing. even know he did that. He didn't do the whole score, but there is a, a piece. Some of his music, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and like Sakamoto in the the oh. Revenant is amazing oh, with oh, with the guys yes. from the Ryuichi National. Sakamoto is insanely yes. good. Yeah. Like Merry Christmas, Mr. Mr. Lawrence. Mr. Lawrence is previously song. Yeah, yeah, played on the podcast. Yeah, yeah there's it. so much great stuff out there. All right, that's cool. And this then, was really fun. Yeah. Very yeah, fun, man. Yeah, I enjoy this whole genre of talking about music specifically through the lens of film a lot. Yes, and I also want to say, who cares about Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Who I have. Cares? Oh my God, I couldn't. Feel, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like super critically acclaimed. No, right? I, yeah. I actually think it's fine. It's but fine. It's much it's just, beloved. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say something controversial. No, that's fine. I, I like that take. Yeah. I feel that way about once. Mm. Like that. Okay. I mean, it became a musical. Like it's just uh, huge. Like his stuff's good. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, uh, fuck across the universe. Fuck that. All of it. All of it. It's, yeah, it's just all Beatles the Beatles. Things. All of it. Uh, Bono. Uh, Fuck Bono. So. <laughs> I, see, but I love that because he looks like Robin Williams in that, like in that movie, particularly doing okay. "I in the Walrus." Yeah, he does. He does There's a really Robin. strikingly bad Bono song in uh, the Gangs of New York score. Yes, that plays in the credits called "The Hands That Built the, America." The Hands That Built America, and it is insane how dumb and hokey it is. Oh, actually, but while we leave. There's one thing I have to play. Okay, yeah, play something, Ooh, yeah. something parting. All right. Oh, Pat, do you have anything you want to you want to plug? Not really. I'm on a bunch. I'm on all of the social media networks under the same name. Wow, hey, it's Pat. Uh, I really don't have anything to plug. I I'm a construction worker, so I don't really have anything cool going on. I I go to work every day and I do electrical work. So. Well, you're the most interesting guest we've had on the show. I'm the, most I'm not, I'll, the most knowledgeable guest we've had, for, for sure. sure. For sure. I'm very into the things I'm very into. That's about all I got. Yeah. Like, the assassination of Jesse James is about the only thing I can speak at uh, grandiloquently about. <laughs> it would be negative. It would be a bad thing to not to not leave. Okay, I'm sorry. It would be bad to leave without mentioning Bond in any way because the oh, music in Bond yeah. is yeah. a huge thing. So I just the wanted Bond to, song itself. The Bond, the Bond song, song itself is, but also the scores are always very right. interesting. They're always of the time, you know. Um, so I wanted to uh, go out on which I also think may be Dave's favorite piece is uh, from Diamonds Are Forever. Ooh, oh, I love this! Hell yeah, yeah. Mr. Wint and oh, Mr. Shit, Kid. I should have even yeah, picked this. Man. This is yeah. th- this piece. I dig it. That happens. It's. It's uh, it's Crispin Glover's dad, and a yeah. jazz bass player as the henchman. Wow, what's his name? Uh, Pucker something. No, but Crispin Glover's dad. Oh, Bruce Glover. <laughs> Listen to that little sax line, Dad. Every time they're on screen, you hear that like little. Little tension. That's their little cue. Yeah, so good. It sounds like opium. We gotta hear it. We gotta hear it one <laughs> more time. Like opium. We gotta hear it one more time. Like ketamine tea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the same man, Bond. Ah, <laughs> oh, so I love it. It I happens it. throughout the movie. It's amazing. So. All of the Bond movies have really enjoyable yes. music. I just, I will admit, I 
don't love the Spectre song by Sam Smith. Oh, oh no, we about we are so anti that song. Yeah, yeah, I don't care for it at all because, especially because the Adele one for Skyfall rules. Mm. See, I don't like that song. Really? You want to know why? We were talking about the Radiohead one a lot. I think it's yeah. the Radiohead Ooh. Spectre is amazing. Yeah, that one's but cool. Let me tell you, I actually like the song of Spectre, but I hate the lyrics because it just looks like she. Went in a rhyming dictionary. When the sky fall, we stand tall. Yeah, that's Take true. It, it, all it is a little together. lazy. I don't know. It's just it's like, a little bit lazy, but it's a good one. It's it's fine. It's, you know, Skyfall as a film, though, great film, amazing, rad. Yeah. yeah, really cool. Like Javier Bardem should be a villain in way more stuff in besides just movie. like you know, uh, No Country for Old Men because he's yeah. really excellent as the. What is his name in the film? He, he has like Julian? two different names in it. Julian, I don't know. He should, have, um, he should well, have a blonde well, hair in every movie, too. It's Anton Chigurh in No Country for Old Men. Yeah, he's Anton Chigurh in No Country for Old <laughs> it's, Men. But it's he has escaping two, me. He has two names in yeah, Skyfall. I'm forgetting it, but he pulls his jaw out. Cool. Yes, he does. It's really, really heavy. I thought they, okay. Stellar movie. All right. All right. Yeah. On that note, bye, guys. Thanks, Pat. Yeah, dudes. This thanks. Was so much fun. This was, a, this was a good time. This is like the one thing I actually know a lot of stuff about and can talk about at length. You have to come back. Yeah, for sure. We I'll, I'll be back. I'll keep drinking beers. I've been drinking beers the whole time, so we'll, we can do some more of that. <laughs> All right. Ciao. Bye. 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 Bye.